This is The Space Shot, episode 91 for August 13th, 2017. Worldview 3, the Echo Satellite, the Mars Reconnaissance Orbiter, and Galileo. Hey everyone, welcome to The Space Shot, your daily space history, pop culture, and news fix. I'm John Mulnix. Tomorrow at 11.31 a.m. Central Time, a SpaceX Falcon 9 rocket is scheduled to lift off, and it will be carrying a Dragon capsule to the International Space Station. I will link to the SpaceX webcast on Facebook, and I'll be sure to send out the link on Twitter as well, so be on the lookout for that. After the launch, you'll also get to see the landing of the Falcon 9 first stage back at Landing Zone 1. The first stage of the Falcon 9 is about 14 stories tall, and it comes back from space and slows down from going a few thousand miles an hour down to a gentle touchdown speed. T minus 10, 9, 8, 7, 6, 5, 4, 3, 2, 1. And we have liftoff. Three years ago today, I was at the Denver Museum of Nature and Science for a rocket launch viewing party for the Worldview 3 satellite. The Digital Globe Worldview 3 satellite can resolve objects as small as 31 centimeters across, and that's about a foot wide. This satellite can view the Earth in the visible spectrum, as well as the infrared spectrum, which allows it to peer through the smoke generated by things like forest fires. Private imaging companies like Digital Globe help governments, commercial entities, and non-governmental organizations see what is going on around the world. From monitoring crops to tracking political unrest, satellites like Worldview 3 give people more information about what is going on around them. Yesterday, we talked about the launch of Echo 1 in 1960. This passive communication satellite was a joint project between NASA, the Jet Propulsion Laboratory, and AT&T Bell Labs. The 100-foot-wide Echo-1 was inflated once it was in orbit, and unlike the communication satellites in use today, Echo didn't actively repeat the signal to another ground station. Instead, it relied on its skin to reflect radio signals from one part of the Earth to another. This is President Eisenhower speaking. It is a great personal satisfaction to participate in this first experiment in communications involving the use of the satellite balloon known as ECHO. The Jet Propulsion Laboratory in California sent a transmission that bounced off ECHO and it was received at the Holmdel Horn Antenna, which is located in New Jersey. This proved that satellites like ECHO could be used to relay information across vast distances. The program is being carried forward vigorously by the United States for peaceful purposes for the benefit of all mankind. The satellite balloon, which has reflected these words, may be used freely by any nation for similar experiments in its own interest. Also of note, the large horn antenna located at the Bell Labs facility in New Jersey was the site where radio astronomers Arno Penzias and Robert Wilson discovered cosmic microwave background radiation. The detection of this faint radiation is something that I'll talk more about in the future, but it provides clues into the formation of the universe. The Mars Reconnaissance Orbiter was launched on August 12, 2005, and its mission to study the Martian surface, so far, has sent back incredible images over the 11-plus years it's been in operation around Mars. 
The Mars Reconnaissance Orbiter is just one of the spacecraft currently operating on the Martian surface and in Mars orbit. It's also equipped with the latest in communications equipment, allowing it to relay information back to Earth at a rate faster than any other spacecraft in orbit around Mars. The launch of the Mars Reconnaissance Orbiter marked the first time that an Atlas V rocket was used on an interplanetary mission. I will talk more about the Mars Reconnaissance Orbiter mission in March of next year, since that will be the anniversary of its orbital insertion. On August 13, 1996, NASA announced that the Galileo spacecraft had captured images that suggest Europa may harbor liquid water. More recently, the Hubble Space Telescope has observed water vapor emanating from Europa. Scientists have estimated that Europa may hold twice the amount of water that Earth has in all of its oceans under this small moon's icy crust. The tidal forces exerted on Europa from Jupiter could warm those subsurface oceans, potentially creating conditions for life as we currently understand it to exist. I'm linking to a blog post from the Planetary Society in the show notes that talks about the proposed Europa Clipper mission, so be sure to check it out. In addition to that link, check out the show notes for more information on today's episode, and be sure to connect with me on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. Find me at John Mulnix, or just search The Space Shot. Let me know what you think of the show by leaving a rating in iTunes. It takes just a minute, and it makes a huge difference because it helps even more people find the show. I'd appreciate it if you could share The Space Shot with your friends and family, and anyone else that enjoys podcasts. Tomorrow, SpaceX, and of course I still love you. I'm John Mulnix, and I'll catch you on the flip side.